What do you want, traitor, deserter? We've come to implore you to save our world because of its many splendorous creations. I don't feel like talking to you right now. I thought you were my friend. Oh, come on, man. I had to leave. You're about to eat my planet. What kind of friend is that? I told you I wasn't going to eat you. No, but you were going to eat everything else. My apartment and the supermarket where I do all my shopping. And, and, and Arthur. You were going to eat Arthur. We're friends, right? Well, I'd like to be. Then quit eating all my stuff! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Galactus's Living World Ship, the Marvel Cosmic Comics Commentary Podcast. Say that fast five times. My uh, my role as co-captain is uh, is is. Well, my name's Adam. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the Watcher. <laughs> cool. The Watcher doesn't show up in this miniseries. Oh, spoilers. Oh, yeah. Oops. <laughs> you heard it here first. The Watcher doesn't show up in this miniseries. And you would think that this would be an event that the Watcher would want to watch. I would think so. No, I'm Jeremy. We uh, we don't know that he isn't watching it. Maybe he talks about it later. I totally watched that. <laughs> yeah. We're here to we're we're at we're at number nine number nine uh, with a cover date of January nineteen eighty five non sale date of September twenty fifth nineteen eighty four seventy five cents this one's titled Assault on Galactus did did we mention that we're we're wrapping up the Marvel superheroes Secret Wars miniseries well we didn't it should be obvious but if not. One would hope we are. Like, if this is the first episode you're ever listening to, it's going to be weird. <laughs> yes. Because you're going to be like... A little less X-Men than you're expecting. Yeah, you're like, this is an X-Men podcast, yet all they're talking about is the last four issues of Secret Wars. This doesn't make any sense. Well, don't worry. This is not a the last four issues of Secret Wars podcast. We don't talk about the last four issues of Secret Wars every episode, just this one. Wouldn't that be something if we had 180-some podcasts and each one of them was about the last four issues of Secret Wars? That would be impressive. <laughs> I think we'd be on just like some wacky like conspiracies and thoughts by this episode. <laughs> I think Zaji represents the inner conflict between man and woman and his eternal struggle for love and nurturing. Oh, wow. <laughs> Did I blow your mind? Actually, I think we said something similar to that in episode 38. <laughs> Did I also say that I think the Beyonder is just a representation of Earth's collective orgasm. <laughs> no, that's a new one. <laughs> Good. Is your mind blown yet? My mind is blown. All right, fine. Let's do this thing. Uh, there's there's really not that much X-Men, so... So maybe we'll just breeze by these. We'll find well, out. It does open with Colossus. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Sure does. Galactus is looking up on the mountain, and he sees Galactus's machine getting did ready you, did you, to Did eat. you just pronounce Colossus Colactus? <laughs> uh, if I did, that would be awesome, and Marvel should make that character. 
Colossus mash up with Galactus. It's Galactus. <laughs> this the metal world eating entity. <laughs> We're off to a good start with a Russian accent. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. He sees Galactus, and he he knows. Even though I don't think Gal- Colossus has ever met Galactus, and has probably spent very little time with the Fantastic Four, he knows that Galactus is about to devour the planet. Well, when Galactus is about to devour the planet, I think it's something that makes the news. Even on Battleworld. So, you know, he has a familiarity with Galactus in the sense that, oh yeah, that one time he uh, tried to eat the planet. That's a good point. So you're thinking that whatever issue that was of Fantastic Four when Galactus first arrived and was about to eat the planet and Mr. Fantastic stopped him, that was in the Daily Bugle that Peter happened to read? I think... You know, stuff like that is pretty common in the Marvel Universe, and people just accept it. I always thought that, like, the goings-ons of Marvel superheroes in general were kind of under the radar, and maybe, like, a few people knew about it, but to the vast majority of people, they were just kind of unaware of what was going on. Well, that's what the Marvel Cinematic Universe would have you believe. Right. So, okay, fair enough. So, uh, Colossus, he is at the village where Zaji is, and he is hanging out with her. Is this the uh, first appearance of Lennon's beard? He definitely does say Lennon's beard for the first time. Okay. And possibly the only time. (laughs) It's It's not one of his catchphrases? I think just for Secret Wars it is, but I, I don't recall him ever saying Lennon's beard ever again. That's too bad. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And so he he goes in to, to talk to Zaji a little bit. She's kind of like passed out. She's near death maybe, or she's certainly unconscious. Well, right, because she did all that whole reviving of the wasp thing. And he's he's pretty sad because... She apparently is into Johnny Storm and not him. Yeah, he says, uh, he he questions, is it just your healing touch that is making me so into you? And he, he answers his own question. Nah, can't be. Even before you healed me, I knew I loved you. Which is kind of something I said earlier, that maybe this is just some sort of an empathy power that she has. But you disagreed with me. It's true. Well, I disagreed on the basis that how come everybody's not falling in love with her? Well, because Jim Shooter is a poor... just Torch and Colossus. Jim Shooter is a poor writer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that that whole thing with Colossus and Zaji might come full circle. And it, 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 it does. Hopefully we won't miss it. <laughs> so, meanwhile, the Earth-devouring machine is doing what it's supposed to be doing, and Storm flies up and uses her elemental powers to attack it. She fires some lightning bolts at it and uh, doesn't do anything. Unbelievable, it's still standing, says Wolverine. Moreover, uh, hey, moreover, Wolverine, he seems to not have noticed. Cannot so much as gain his attention, says Magneto. The professor says, silence, Magneto! (laughs) Stop talking, you're really annoying. Magneto says, I am power. (laughs) Yep, so we're reminded that the X-Men were going to hold vigil while Captain America and the Avengers did whatever they needed to do. So that's why the X-Men are here kind of reacting to the beginnings of Galactus devouring the planet. Cyclops thinks to himself that he's never seen Professor X this intense before. It must be because he knows this is suicide. Mm-hmm. He'd mellowed out so much in the last couple of years. It was sort of a shock, but it makes sense now. It must be hard to send your children to their deaths. And so the X-Men do go into battle, but a bunch of 
Galactus drones come flying towards them and shoot out, I don't know, little psionic nets to rebuff their attack. Yeah, see, I thought it was a psionic net, too, because that's what it looks like. But I think it's solid. Okay. Because it looks like Rogue flies into a flat surface to me. Yeah, it's drawn like a net, but it's like solid sound or something that's like like a force field or something. It's weird. But yeah, they, they all bounce off. Cyclops shoots at it. And uh, he he can't penetrate. His he, he's not even ricocheting off of it. It's just absorbing the power, I guess. Magneto, using his magnetic ability, hurls a giant rock at the drone, which is also blocked by the the shield. The professor falls over, and Wolverine comments, "He'll live." Scrag that thing. Is how many? Is is have we not heard him say "scrag" in a long time? I guess not. Again, Jim Shooter reaching into the archives to write an X-Men character. There was a, uh, there was in the in, in the back of this omnibus that I'm reading, there's like a Marvel Age um, kind of issue about Secret Wars. And one of the things that it talks about is, and how Wolverine reacts to the Secret Wars. Normally, he's all gung-ho and confident, but now with such stakes on the line, how will he be? Hmm. She actually makes it sound kind of interesting, and then turns out that it's just Wolverine from 20 issues ago. <laughs> yeah, sadly, this little thing that I have only has the cover of Marvel Age. Oh, I'll talk about all the extras when we finish. Oh. No, there's, there's not a lot worth talking about, actually. Yeah, so the little drone things are able to shoot and block. Uh, Nightcrawler teleports on top of the drone, but he's unable to disable it as he punches it for some stupid reason. Uh, presumably, with his, he ends his life doing this, but <laughs> is this ever followed up? I don't know. Uh, he doesn't die. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, he <laughs> kind of goes like flying off, and he, he gets knocked off, and he's way up in the air. We don't see him teleport. Uh, and then we flash over to the Avengers, who are, I guess, in the village where Zaji and Colossus are, and we see essentially a nuclear explosion. Holy, that was a baby nuke, <laughs> says Hawkeye. So yeah, I guess maybe if you're reading this for the first time, you're like, oh my god, Nightcrawler just blew up in an atomic blast. <laughs> and actually, let's just go... I mean, all of these heroes are going to die. I'm just going to put it out there. So it's very well possible that Nightcrawler died right here. Okay. (laughs) All right. So the Avengers are like, hey, we should get back there and help the X-Men. So they jump into a little spaceship and fly over there. Somebody who I can't tell who it is says, yeah, where's the rest of the alphabet when you need it? Which I guess is an X-Men joke. I I don't don't know. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Is that... Ben Grimm from the back? I can't even tell who that is. Uh, I don't know. I can't tell either. It's probably Ben Grimm. It's a guy running around in his underwear, so... It's Ben. I just can't... I can't remember. Is he in his rock state now or his not rock state? Yeah, well, if you turn the page at him, you'll find out that it is actually... Ben Grimm is uh, in his human form and he's taken some crap from Johnny Storm. Okay. And he's like, and then, he's all mad. He's like, why can't I be Thing? Why can't I be Rock? Zoop! Oh, I'm the Thing again! Crang, <laughs> Shredder. And everyone's happy. Yeah, you're back to your rock form. But then Spider-Man, or Spider-Woman's being all weird. Yeah, well, she didn't say anything, though. I don't know. Well, Iron Man's like, boy, that spider, yeah, that spider, that new broad Spider-Woman she calls herself, she sure is weird. But she <laughs> got great legs. <laughs> she claims she's on her side, our side, but maybe I'll just keep an eye on her. I don't know that this ever gets followed up on either. I don't, I don't know. I think there's maybe like a revenge plot that is briefly touched on, but yeah, I don't know. The story's kind of spiraling out of control, in my opinion. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Iron Man, he has a really goofy panel where you can see his teeth through his little mouthpiece, which is kind of funny. Grrr, he so, says. As soon as that fight starts, I'll show him. Show him I'm Iron Man, the real Iron Man. James Rhodes is Iron Man, now and forever. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty confident. He's having a little moral conflict here because he's like, everybody knows I must be different, but I am Iron Man. And then there's some shenanigans with Spider-Man and the Fantastic Four, resulting in Johnny Storm getting some spider webs on his face. Well, right. But more importantly, he's got his webs back. That's right. He's got brand new webs that come straight out of his outfit. We get a whole page of all the things that his outfit can do, like uh, I turn into shorts. <laughs> yeah, it turns into like a mask unitard. From what I can tell, it uh, does he say, oh, when I think about it, let's see. They fire when I think about it. Everything he does with this suit happens when he thinks about it. It's a thought responsive suit. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, Spider-Man's got a new suit and it's super awesome. It's going to be super important to the plot of the story. I think there's going to be a toy. As a matter of fact, I had the Black Spider-Man toy. Really? Yeah, that's the playset that I was talking about way back when that came with Kang and Black Spider-Man. Cool. Yeah. Reed Richards, he's flying the ship, and he's thinking about all the events that led them up here. And uh, as he goes through the reminisce, he's like, I think Galactus must be the key. And that's when they get hit by some sort of, I don't even know what that is. It looks like cosmic gas. Crack. Cosmic gas bubbles. I, cosmic lightning, I'm going to go with. And they try to land, but they think they're going to crash land, but then... A tiny figure manages to help them stabilize from underneath. And it's Colossus, Hulk says. Colossus has buffered their landing to, to I guess, bring them down somewhat gracefully. But he's aggravated his injuries, which is weird because he's in his armored form. I am all right, he says. So you're going to have to be, says Captain America. We're going to need all your strength. So... All the heroes bound up the mountain to get to Galactus. His little shield drones are rebuffing all of their attacks. And only Iron Man is able to get through the defenses. All right, he says. <laughs> he doesn't say all right, Adam. He says, all right. Okay. That's how it's spelt. I, I did I did say, I, I did enunciate the W's, but I, I see what you mean. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're making sure that we all understand that James Rhodes is a black man. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's the 80s. It's fine. Uh, they're pressing on and then suddenly um, Reed Richards has a brain fart and says, Wait, we got to stop. We must not stop Galactus. And everybody's like, what? Yeah, that's not making any sense. So they're all like, were you sure about this? And that's when Reed Richards vanishes. He says, well, here's the deal. Galactus, if he wins the contest, his uh, he will he will want only one thing, and that's to not be Galactus anymore. So if we sacrifice ourselves and let Galactus win, then the universe no longer has to deal with the Galactus. And that that seems worthwhile to me. Yeah, and, and Reed as well. Well... I'm being read. Oh, I see. It seems worthwhile to me, you know, even as just the reader of this comic book. So the the FF back up and uh, everybody else is about to talk about it. But then 
then yes, as you mentioned, Reed disappears. And apparently the top of the mountain and Galactus also disappears and everyone's like, what's going on? And Cap says, I don't know. For once I'm open to suggestions. So we turn our attention to the inside of Galactus's ship and we actually can see the top of the mountain and Galactus's world-eating machine are now in some sort of stasis chamber, which is kind of interesting. They're very small. Yeah, I didn't notice that until this reading. Or maybe they're not very small. Maybe that's just that size. It's like way in the background. Yeah. Reed Richards approaches Galactus on his giant throne, and Galactus acknowledges Reed Richards. So apparently that's a big thing. Welcome to my home, Reed Richards. Would you like to view your home? He says yes, and he's able to get a glimpse through Galactus's power of uh, Sue and Franklin Richards making some coffee, doing mom and uh, son stuff. She shouldn't be drinking coffee. Eh, it's okay to have a cup or two, but not too much. Right. right. <laughs> uh, Galactus says some stuff that we learn later, but we cut over to uh, Dr. Doom, who is still pouting about how he got kicked out of Galactus's home world, and he has uh, his own little brain fart and realizes that now is the opportunity, and he escapes his prison cell using his secret uh, boot blaster. <laughs> well, he's out of power, and the only reserve power he has is in a hidden button in his boot. So he pushes that, and now he's got power again, and he's able to blast out of his cell. Walks past all the villains, and he's like, nope, I got a plan. I don't need any of you except for Claw. Claw, you're coming with me. Moi? Tra-la-la-la-la-la-la. Where to, to Lulu? I'm going to the lab. I'm going to the lab. I'm going to dissect you. Oh, good, says Claw. Uh, so, Colossus, I guess what happened during this whole ordeal is that the X-Men were buried by a bunch of rubble, which I don't huh. think we saw. Yeah, we forgot about the X-Men. <laughs> it's an X-Men podcast. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they got buried by a bunch of rubble. Col well, all we saw was the nuke. And so we we were like, oh, oh, they must have died. Yeah. And now Colossus is digging through the rubble, hoping he can find them. That was not made entirely clear to me. But now that you present it that way, I, I, I'm on board. So yeah, he's able to loosen up enough rubble that... Cyclops' optic beams are able to blast a hole through the rocks. You're alive. Shazacked. Yep. Uh, Rogue, Rogue says, I reckon so. And then Colossus says, good, I was tired of digging. I made a funny. Oh, oh. Yeah, so they're like, all right, well, let's go back to the village, I guess. Meet up with Captain America. Yeah, we don't really know what to do. They just kind of disappeared. So they all head back to this village. All the heroes are here. And uh, Colossus, kind of nursing his wound, looks over and sees Zaji. And he's like, yeah, Zaji, I'm so happy to see you. But she's saying, Johnny, Johnny. And Johnny's like, oh, Zaji, look, I'm kind of busy. I'm just too worried about Reed to deal with anything else right now. She don't understand the words, kiddo, but I think she reads ya. So, yeah, he turns down Zaji, which is kind of a, you know, obviously a slap in Zaji's face, but Colossus is like, oh, I just got rejected for somebody who's re rejecting her. Man. <laughs> well, it makes sense. I mean, you know, Johnny is worried about Reed. Yeah, but I mean. Reed's his best friend and man crush. <laughs> True, true that. So they're all just kind of like, yeah, I guess we should wait, uh for something to do with Galactus. Don't know, don't know what. 
And suddenly Reed Richards returns. They're like, hey, what happened? What's going on? Not much. We had tea. It was cool. He reads like, I was told that I was a force of the universe, just as he is. He's a universal champion of life. So, must have been a very weird conversation. (laughs) Yeah, basically, Reed is not entirely sure what to make of the conversation. Um, Galactus kind of presented themselves as as opposites and said that Reed Richards got to do what Reed Richards got to do. It's his role. And Reed's like, I'm not really sure if that means that I should let him finish eating the planet or if I should stop him. But I think it means I should let him finish eating the planet. So I'm going to go with that. So there's kind of a break in the Fantastic Four and the Avengers. The Avengers are like, we should we should go get him. Uh, the Fantastic Four is like, uh, no, we're not. We're going to stick with Reed. The X-Men, you know, basically because they held the fight for Captain America, they are accepted by Captain America. And uh, the X-Men, I think, join in on that battle. I hope you, the X-Men, and Magneto will come and fight side by side with us now. No one here will you deny you've earned that much. Thank you. Thanks. Everybody, enough talk, let's go, says Hulk. Meanwhile, at Doom Base, Dr. Doom is operating the computers and he's monitoring Galactus. And, and the Beyonder has shown shown up to watch these final moments and he's pretty excited about that. And he has, uh, as, as he said he would, he has sliced up Claw into little chunks. So Claw is a being now made up of solid sound. So when you cut him up, you're, it's just little slices of Claw. There's no blood, bones, or internal organs, which is kind of silly. He's like Play-Doh. Yeah. Cutting doesn't hurt when you're made of solidified sound. It tingles, ingles, ingles. Yeah, he's very happy to be participating in this dissection. So don't worry about Claw, dear listeners. He's yeah, fine. Yeah. He's cool. So the X-Men, the Avengers, and Spider-Man mount their attack on Galactus. Galactus acknowledges them and counterattacks, and it's it's really not much of a fight. Yeah, but then the Fantastic Four join the fray, and suddenly it turns out that Reed Richards changed his mind, and he says, I just I just really wanted to see my wife and kid, and so I'm going to fight for that. So a little little crisis of conflict there for Reed Richards, but he, he has changed his mind. So they use some teamwork to, I guess, confuse and allow, uh, confuse Galactus and allow Iron Man to get a hit in on him, which kind of stutters him a little bit, but that's about it. Not much. I feel like Jim Shooter is not familiar with Rogue's power set because he never once uses her ability to steal anybody else's powers. I gotta wonder, like, what would happen if Rogue were to touch Galactus? Yeah, seriously. (laughs) That might be overwhelming. Maybe it's a good thing he didn't go down that path. I, if that story hasn't been done, it needs to get get written now. So the uh, Cyclops wants to destroy the world-eating machine, but Reed Richards says that, nope, that's not the priority. Galactus is the priority, but it's too late. Galactus flies off back to his base, I would guess. They damaged the machine enough so that Galactus can't use it, which is not what Reed Richards wanted. Reed Richards wanted them to capture Galactus because now that Galactus has escaped, he's going to eat his own world. Um, Reed says, we're dead men, and we get a big splash panel of Galactus devouring his own home world and uh, 
And that's when Doctor Doom executes his plan, which is to steal the power and draw it to Doom. So as the as Galactus is eating his world ship, something happens and power is rushing towards Doctor Doom. And that's where this issue ends. Yes. It's it's strange climactic ending that doesn't really feel like a climax. Yeah. <laughs> so let's cut to uh, issue number 10. Um, this one's uh, February 1985 on sale October 23rd, 1984. It's titled Death to the Beyonder, and uh, it's got a pretty cool cover. This is a fantastic cover. This is uh, looks like it is drawn by Mike Zeck and inked by Terry Austin oh. of John Byrne fame. Yeah, that would, well, that would make a lot of sense because this is a great, great, inking great levels of detail uh i mean this if this isn't on a t-shirt it should be on a t-shirt so yeah so dr doom is kneeling and his armor's all ripped open and he's looks like he's making his last uh gesture at an attack and the caption says against the beyonder to the death it's a good cover i i dare say it's a great cover oh uh, yeah can't uh, it's like i said it's a it's an amazing cover whoa <laughs> Thing kind of resets everything. Let me get this straight, Reed, since we prevented him from eating this planet. He's eaten his own homeworld, right, Ben? And once he's recharged with energy, you can bet he'll be back to have us for dessert. So so he's still going to eat Battleworld. He's charging himself up to eat Battleworld. As the power is being drawn out of Battleworld, we get to see all of our heroes' skeletons, which is kind of cool. Including Wolverine's adamantium skeleton. Reed Richards is kind of neat because... I guess his bones aren't... I don't know how to explain this. Are they elastic? I mean, it just seems like they're extended. It looks like he's getting more, like, bones as he stretches. It's a weird... <laughs> you would think that the bones would just stretch. Yeah. I mean, I guess some of them do. Yeah, like the arm ones. But, like, the spine there. I don't, I don't know. It's really weird what's happening there. But Yeah, it's strange. Yep, so uh, the the world ship is devoured, but as the power is heading towards Galactus, the heroes are actually able to see the power being ripped away from Galactus to a different location. Everyone's like, what's going on? It's headed towards Doom Base. Aw, oh, nuts. It can't be Doctor Doom. We, we put him in prison. So Captain America orders Captain Marvel to head over to Doom Base at the speed of light to check out what's going on. She flies over there and she sees and she deduces, I think anyways, I don't remember. We, she sees that Claw has been cut into a whole bunch of light magnifying lenses, which has been positioned in a machine above Dr. Doom. And all of Galactus's powers are being super lens charged into Dr. Doom. Which only works because Claw is somehow tied to Galactus. It kind of makes... Well, he's, yeah, he's tied to the world ship, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, so we, we learned earlier that, you know, it's, it's, it's comic book logic. Yeah. Uh, so Captain Marvel gets in psychic rapport with the professor, and uh, the professor kind of re retails everybody else with what's going on. I am telepathically linking your mind to Reed Richards, allowing him to see through you are, your eyes. He is best qualified to interpret for us the meaning and significance of the events you are witnessing. Dr. Doom basically gets up 
out of his little chair and sees nothing but Doctor Doom all around him. He start he's like tripping. Yeah, the walls become Doctor Doom. He he starts phasing through walls. He becomes invisible. Then he can see through the floor. Like he can see everything, and he can I guess feel everything. Yeah, and he senses the other villains that are around, and he has heightened awareness, and he realizes that. Captain Marvel is spying on him, and she's like, oh. And that's when the professor is like, oh, something happened. Mind link's been cut off. That's not good, says Captain Obvious. A.K.A. Reed Richards. <laughs> so they head towards the ship. They head towards the X-Men ship, I think, which we, we know was crashed. Magneto is able to use his power to put it kind of back together, get it lifted off, and fly them back to Doom Base. Unbelievable, says someone who's never seen Magneto's powers before. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so Magneto, it's got kind of a cool power signature. He, he does, like, some magnetic repulsion off the ground and then creates, like, some magnetic wings or something off the side. Hmm. I don't yeah. know if that's exactly what it's supposed to be, but it's kind of a neat power signature. Kind of like magnetic earmuffs. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like if Princess Leia were a spaceship. It's cold outside and they need to cover the ship's ears. <laughs> So, yeah, he, he uses his power to fly them there, and then we get kind of this, this little back and forth between Magneto, Captain America, and Wolverine, where Captain America's like, you're a jerk, and you tried to kill us, and I don't know about you and the X-Men. Well, at first, Magneto's being, like, extra defensive and accusatory about Captain America, and Captain America's like, well, now that you mention it, you have tried to kill us many times, so it's really not surprising that I don't trust you. Um, I have no qualms about the rest of the mutants or the X-Men, and that's when Wolverine jumps in and says, maybe you ought to, bub, and I'm not sure what that means. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, maybe you ought to have qualms about us because we're dangerous. I have no idea. What you don't understand, Captain, is that we mutants are at war, always have been, with your highfalutin ideals. You're the champion of the American dream, fighting for liberty and justice, but only for your own kind, for humans, for regular Americans. But you just stand by while mutants are being persecuted, don't you? When have you ever fought for our rights? And he goes on and on and on. I mean, he makes some very good points, and this is easily maybe the defining moment for the mutants versus the altered humans and the um, outlaw hero storylines to come. I like this line, nothing justifies terrorism or murder, and Wolverine says terrorist. That's just what the big army calls the little army. Truer words spoken then as they are today, I guess. Maybe terrorism yeah. and little armies have always just been terrorism and little armies. I mean, you know. doesn't matter what era you're in. It's a little bit more uh, refined than this comic book uh, would lead you to believe, but, you know. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> But I mean, Wolverine's trying to make a little bit of a point here. I mean, history's written by the, or history's written by the winners. You know, Wolverine's point is great and all, except that he pops his claws. And why does he need a? He just seems like a threatening buffoon. Right. If you're trying to make a cause for how you mutants are worth saving and and you, you don't deserve to be persecuted, you probably shouldn't pop your claws during the argument. Yeah, Wolverine. I know he like takes off his mask and he kind of looks Captain America over, and he's just like, uh, "I'm Wolverine." Yeah, deal with it. <laughs> He smokes a he smokes a cigar at this time because he still does that. So, meanwhile, in Doom Base, uh, Doctor Doom is set up, and he's uh, wondering why the Beyonders portal is still open. 
He uh, he remembers what the Beyonder said, slay your enemies and all your desires shall be yours. But but then he's like, I have so much power. I could kill them, but I don't know if I really should. What's the point? Well, maybe what I should do is just go get the Beyonder. Yeah, sounds like a plan. So the only because he he's he's literally at a point where uh, these heroes are nothing to him, and he his hopes and desires are no longer to have the power to defeat them because he has that. The only thing left in the universe that could defeat him is the Beyonder. So that's what he intends to do, and so he he heads off. Should I settle for being second claw? No, I am Doom. Or no, I am Doom. But you don't have a chance, says Claw. That would discourage some. But I'm Doom. <laughs> he is Goliath. I am David. So he takes his time to use his power to reform his costume from his traditional armor and, uh, you know, green cloth garb to this all armor with a green hood, which is kind of stupid looking. I guess there's some secret... Uh, special Beyonder uh, attack plan embedded in this armor? Uh, I think what it is, is when they made the Doctor Doom action figure, they made him a little bit more robot-y, and so this is them saying, yeah, this is the action figure you should buy. Let me see. I'm going to look at the action figures, because I have their... All of them are in the back here. I'm looking at the advertisement for the Secret Wars toy and uh, comic book tie-in, and Doctor Doom is featured there holding his little shield, and uh, he's got this costume on. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely the same costume, except that Doctor Doom in the toy has a little Rob Liefeld belt on, on his leg. Yes, he does not have that as drawn by Mike Zack. But close enough. Yeah. You know. And that's when the heroes burst in. But they're like, whoa, where's Dr. Doom? Darn it, we missed him. Check out the other prisoners. They're all still here, but I don't see Claw anywhere. That's weird. They find Captain Marvel. She is frozen in her energy form. Doom must have forcibly changed her to her light form and frozen her that way. She's become a living hologram. Oh, and there's Claw's head. Ew. (laughs) Nobody says ew. (laughs) They're like, hmm. I would guess that Doom sliced many uh, away most of his body and used it to make energy lenses for his power-absorbing devices. Correct? That's how Mr. Fantastic talks from now on. I'm okay. I'm much better than you, much smarter, and very accusatory when I speak. He sounds like Nightcrawler. No, he does not have the accent. <laughs> he sounds like Nightcrawler without the accent. <laughs> well, that's how I do my voices. Okay. And so as he's about to answer, uh, where is Doom, we hear a crack-a-boom noise. Crack-a-boom! Holy mother of pearl, says Thing. That's when Claw says, well, Doom went off to go get the Beyonder. The Beyonder? He must be insane! Maybe that's why we get along, says Claw. <laughs> the Beyonder speaks. Stop, bop, bop, bop. You cannot approach me, 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 me. <laughs> then you approach me. Then you approach me. Gravel before doom. Uh, the heroes are watching the battle. Not really. I mean, they see the Beyonder's little little pinhole marking through the monitor, but I don't think they see Doom. They, they, see, do, see, they see, do see Galactus, and they try to get a tractor beam on him. Yeah, they see Gal- Galactus floating through space, and honestly, I think this is the last we hear about Galactus in the series. Maybe not, I don't remember. Uh, another shockwave, all the heroes go bouncing, and uh, they, they take a look on the computers, and they see that all of the patchwork areas are being threatened by earthquakes. Oh, and a big computer, the computer that they were watching lands on 
uh, Mr. Fantastic, he's he's hurt. Yeah, that's true. And then Thing is able to get it off of him. Can't catch my breath, says Reed Richards. She-Hulk, if you don't remember, he was beaten up by the wrecking crew. Spider-Man brings her into the room and puts her down so that at least she can be with everybody while, while she's passed out. The village that they once occupied, including uh, Jaji, the healer, is being burned to the ground. Colossus is very upset about this. That's Zaji, the healer. She is hurt. But it is not I she would want. It's Human Torch. She loves him. I must tell him. Johnny, Zaji has been injured. I don't care. I've got no time for a chippy now. Reed's hurt. I'll send her a card later, see? Chippy? Chippy? Yeah, chippy, see? <laughs> That's what I call the dames, chippies. I don't know what a chippy is. I guess it's a... Uh... It feels like a 50s term for a chick, maybe, but it's not only used here. There's used in a few other areas, but yeah, chippy. Okay. So there you go, ladies. You're all chippies, <laughs> whatever that means. Do you think it's even derogatory? I, I can't even tell like what the root of it is. I don't know. Isn't it derogatory by the nature of it being a nickname? I suppose. <laughs> I mean, unless it's like one of those, you know, rare nicknames that is, uh, well, the, judging by the way that Colossus is reacting, I, I think it's derogatory. It, it would be the same as like, I ain't got time for chicks right now. Yeah. Chicks, yeah. chicks. It's not like he said, I don't have time for my sweetheart. So another blast goes off and uh, Colossus now is unable to finish his whole chippy tirade. He goes flying and so does Captain America. And now a crazy space thing is happening where a giant fireball uh, is attacking a big blue explosion. I'm guessing it's Dr. Doom and the Beyonder. It is. And they're fighting to the death and Doom is clearly losing. He loses a leg and he falls over and thus... Doom falls. No, no. What is what is pain to one such as I? I will shut it out. Other men fall prey to the very specter of death. When her cold embrace seems imminent, they simply swoon into her arms. But I am Doom. Uh, does like Doctor Doom under his armor not have a leg and an arm? Um, well, his leg gets cut off. Well, I know it's cut off here, but in just in general, like... I think he does, yeah. I think his armor just protects his legs and his arms. Okay. I didn't know if they were, like, bionic or anything. Anyways, the, the Doom base is falling apart. The professor calls out. He's like, beware, I said something approaching, something awesome! And that's when awesome Dr. Doom shows up as, I guess, a, uh astral projection and says, hey, I'm about to make my last rush on the Beyonder, and I, I have a chance of winning winning, but I need you guys to hold my hand and give me your helpful essence. Just like in the end of Guardians of the Galaxy. Did you see that movie? It's like that. Not yet. Haven't seen it yet. No. Gonna get around to it. The heroes are all kind of like, I don't know. Seems a little weird. And that's when Magneto is like, yes, yes, I am power too. <laughs> runs up and he's about to grab uh, Dr. Doom's hand when Hawkeye and Wasp are like, da, see, I told you, he's nothing but a bad guy. Well, at the last second, he hesitates and Captain America sees that and talks about it later. But and, yes, then everybody tackles him. And as he's being tackled, uh, Dr. Doom is like, oh, I gave you your chance. Can't maintain. So I'm out of here. Zoop. 
Hawkeye says, hey, X-Men, did you see your buddy here? Tried to throw in with Doctor Doom. You still going to defend him? Come on. And yes, uh, Captain America's like, look, did you see what was happening? We were all tempted. Maybe Magneto was tempted a little bit more by the power of seduction that Doctor Doom was casting on all of us. But he hesitated, so he's an ally. I'll take him. And besides, maybe we might all regret not helping Doom out. We don't even know that. Yeah, we don't know what's going on right now. And so during the battle of Dr. Doom and the Beyonder, uh, that was his last-ditch plan. I guess he needed power, in essence, to um, of the heroes to push him over the threshold to defeat the, the Beyonder. But it, it looks as though he's failed. He's missing a foot, a leg, an arm. His armor's all crushed. and he uh, is, uh, He's having flashbacks, which is a definite sign of losing. Yeah. And that's why, I, I, yeah, he 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 sees like I guess he was in the army. Uh, his mom was a magician, and then she's in eternal servitude of Mephisto. That doesn't make Doom happy. His face was horribly wounded in a experiment. Well, he was trying to contact her, and that's and yeah, and, and in some experiment he was trying to contact her, and he got his face uh, zapped because of it. And as he's going through all of these thoughts, he is lifted up into the air and his armor is pulled away from his body. He's naked. His skin, it looks like, is being pulled away. I mean, Dr. Doom is not in a good way right now. No. But he is Doom. And his armor does hold the secret power that he referred to earlier that we have yet, uh, we haven't seen yet. So we cut back to the heroes and Doom base is falling all around them. And uh, Captain America tells everybody to get out, but he doesn't get out himself. He goes back to where the villains are being held captive and he starts opening up their cells and helping them get out. And Wolverine shows up and says, hey, need help? Yes, hurry. I'll cover you. Um, Glad you're here. Uh, Wolverine points out that Magneto was on his way down here, too. He's uh, He's got a thing about folks being trapped and left to die like rats, even humans. What? I didn't expect to find you here. Guess I was wrong about you, Captain America. They make amends. Captain America's like, yep, they're bad guys, but they have rights too, and they have a, a right to try and survive this whole thing. So villains are free, good guys are free, everyone escapes out of Doom Base. Wolverine and Captain America become buddies of sorts. Don't take this wrong, but you're a better man than I gave you credit for. I'm an attacker and you're a defender, but we're both soldiers. Also, we have, we have a shared past that we haven't learned about yet. <laughs> soon, though. Soon. There'll be a mini-series about it and everything. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah. And so they, uh, in, um, there's a little bit of a, a heart pull here where he says, I'm beginning to think you got room in your highfalutin ideals for all people, don't you? Even if they're mutants. And Captain America says, some of my best friends are people. <laughs> I think he's saying that there aren't people and mutants we're all just people yeah mm-hmm. so anyways they all escape doom base comes crashing down and they're all standing there like well uh now what do we do and that's when they look up in the sky they see a big energy explosion and uh it's freaking huge dr doom the beyonder is dead now the supreme being in the universe is doom Oh my god, Cap, 
My gosh, Cap, now what? Says Spider-Man. This is going to be the fight of our lives. We must find a way. We will find a way. On my mark, let's attack. And that's when Dr. Doom shrinks down to human size, normal human size, and says, whoa, whoa, hey, man, got beyond power. Uh, made me kind of big. I, I got to hold back this power, but here I am. I'm pretty cool. Let me show you my face. My mask's going to pop up. The war's over. It's all good. Nothing to worry about. So that's the last issue, I guess. Yep. Um, that concludes the 10-part, uh, 12-issue miniseries of uh, Secret Wars. Oh, now he's got his leg band. It's not colored in, though. No, it's not green, but at least it's there. All right. Issue number 11. Right. Issue number 11. Uh, March 1985, November 27th. and near my birthday. 1984. Um, this one's titled, And Dust to Dust. On the cover, we get some heroes taking a look at the face of doom. That's the, they seem pretty shocked. Oh my god, he's hideous! Or beautiful. <laughs> or hideously beautiful. <laughs> so, first page, full page spread, Dr. Doom's young, innocent, supple face and brown eyes. Hey, y'all. I'm pretty good looking, aren't I? The Beyonder's dead, and the power which once was his is now mine. I, Victor Von Doom, am the mightiest being in this or any universe. I could destroy you all with by the thought, but I'm not gonna. <laughs> Thanks, Doom. Everyone's like, wow, this is crazy. But even Spider-Man's able to confirm that his spidey sense would be tingling if there were any issues, but there's not. Professor X confirms that. His X senses also. <laughs> yes. I have my own spider senses, Spider-Man, and they are also <laughs> not tingling. Uh, the villains off in the distance see Dr. Doom talking to the heroes and they're like, oh, that jerk, that guy, he should have never trust Dr. Doom. He was the worst. Let's, let's go back to, uh, and do stuff. And, and that's when the molecule man's like, ah, I, I totally believe that guy. I was like on Doom's side the whole time and I need to talk to him. And he, he lifts up the earth with his powers and sends all the humans flying away in a pretty impressive panel. I can just imagine the uh, heroes flying. We, we don't actually see them because it's a real wide shot. Is that what happens? Yes. Well, I mean, I know he lifts up a chunk of the earth so that he can separate Dr. Doom and him, but does he really make the heroes go flying? Well, yes, because if you cut to where we next see the heroes... Oh, uh, all right. They're re reacting to having been thrown, it looks like. That is not clear here at all. You know, I could be misinterpreting this, but that's what I got out of it. I, now that I flipped ahead, I agree. But uh, Dr. Doom, so they're separated. Uh, Molecule Man is now, like, his barriers, like, his little wimpy, like, eh, those are gone. And he comes, he's flying in on his little own rock, molecule-controlled, I don't know, jet ski, and he's like, I'm going to obliterate you! You think I won't, don't you? You'd think I'm just a wimp or something. Maybe I am, but you've made me angry. I'm going to destroy you. And I can do it, too. I'm Molecule Man. I control all molecules, except living ones, of course. But still, I'm so powerful. Doom says, you sure are. Let me show you some things about your power that you're unaware of. Uh, here's, like, the foundations of eternity. It's pretty cool, huh? And they, they get sent to a panel where we kind of see the underlying scheme of everything, I guess. There's a lot of graphs here. Um, rocks have hair. Yeah, I guess. hair. <laughs> in my interpretation of this is Doom looks at Molecule Man's powers and breaks them down and shows Molecule Man all of the 
possibilities or potentials of his power, grabs him by his face, and then disappears. And Molecule Man's like, oh, I can control everything. Organic molecules. Anything. And so he shows back up with the villains, and they're like, what happened? He's like, I, I, he helped me. I don't have a mental block. I can do anything. And uh, Dr. Doom's like, or Dr. Octopus is like, you, you. Nobody's impressed with Molecule Man. However, they are uh, impressed enough to follow him. Um, Volcana says, well, let's go back to my place, Oe. And he creates a big boat out of the ground and ship, and they all fly back to Denver. Um, all of the villains go with. I don't know why all of the villains go with. I would think... As we find out later, the lizard's not too happy about all this, but... Well, there's nowhere else to go. Doom base has been exploded. The hero's base has been exploded. I think the only base left is Magneto's base, and apparently nobody wants to go there for whatever reason. So they're going to Volcano's apartment, or Volcano's apartment in Denver. It's just amazing what you can do, Owie, darling. Well, that's nothing. Wait till you see a few of the things uh, I'm going to do now. I'm not afraid. Yes, sirree. At least I'm accepting my destiny. So and that's when we get our heroes... Uh, it looks, you know, everybody's wrapped up inside of Mr. Fantastic. Iron Man is carrying a big Mr. Fantastic net. Rogue and Thor are flying. Not sure where Storm is. <laughs> it definitely does look like they're flying around the piece of ripped up Earth that Molecule Man ripped up earlier. So I think you're right. But yeah, they're, and they're, apparently they're way up in the atmosphere, too. Get us down into denser air quickly, Iron Man, before we suffocate up here. I probably shouldn't be wasting my breath talking so much. <laughs> but, I'm but I can't help it. Going to. So they head back to whose base now? Later at the battered ruins of Doom Base. Okay, so Doom Base is somewhat usable. Uh, they head into it, and they basically just recap what we've learned in the last... 10 issues yes and uh, uh that's when they realize that all they have to worry about is doom then they're not even sure if they have to worry about doom because you know he's way more powerful than them maybe he's not even a threat anymore so they we've cut over to the suburb of denver and i was yeah i mean again this is this is really denver this is not like an alternate universe denver i don't think uh no, no, this is denver there's people there there's crushed cars buildings are all kind of toppled over there's no power there's no running water but uh molecule man he's like uh don't worry about it i'm gonna fix it i'm gonna give us electricity i'm gonna give us water i got this i can do anything and uh absorbing man and uh titania are hanging out absorbing like, absorb chumming up if you will absorbing man would like to absorb some of that titania if you know what i'm saying <laughs> they they get married actually that doesn't surprise me. Spoilers. This begins This begins a relationship that spans uh, some Marvel stuff. And then I think they get divorced because Titania can't let go of her anger against She-Hulk. Mm. Yep. So they're all hanging out in Volcana's apartment. And they're all like, we should go home. We, we... Everybody just wants to go home. And uh, Molecule Man's like, I can do that. So he puts a force field over the patchwork of Denver and lifts it up out of Battle Planet, and they're going to fly away. And they do. Uh, Mr. Fantastic's able to punch it up on the computer, and they're like, holy crap, <laughs> the, Deven the Denver suburb is flying off Battle Planet. That's weird. Mm, yes, it is. It appears that the suburb of Denver, the Beyonder brought here, is leaving the work of the Molecule Man, I suspect, says Mr. Fantastic. Deducing somehow that this is Molecule Man, not sure how. Sp Spider-Woman is here, and as we recall, she also came from the suburb of Denver, and she's like, What? 
You mean it's just floating off into space? Now, does she sound like the other Spider-Woman? Yeah, of course. They all sound the same. Why doesn't Spider-Man sound like that then? <laughs> I don't know. He probably should, shouldn't he? I think he should. I don't, we don't really do Spider-Man's voice all that often. Spider-Man is every man's voice. <laughs> exactly. So he doesn't sound like a spider. Maybe he should from now on. I have good friends there. What if we do? Nothing. All right. So meanwhile, Colossus is up in his... Uh, Captain America says, ah, we should go, go sleep. <laughs> Colossus is in his doom base uh, bedroom and he's like, all I can do is think of Zaji. I miss her so much. I, I can't live... Without her, I cannot bear it a second longer. I'm leaving. And he gets into a, uh, what is this thing? A tiny sky sled. And he zooms away. It looks like a sky jet ski. (laughs) And it definitely makes that noise you just made. (laughs) (laughs) But unbeknownst to Colossus or any of the other heroes, a little power signature zips up and flies into Doom Base and uh, finds Hulk, who is sleeping on the floor, and impregnates him. Yes, and impregnated Hulk uh, has hunger pangs and starts going down to the refrigerator to get some pickles. But, but he gets stopped by Spider-Woman. Um, not really stopped. Spider-Woman's like, what's going on? Well, that's a Hulk. And she gets out of the way, but she's like, Hulk's acting weird, just kind of walking mindlessly. So she casts some spider webs, and I, I think this is the first time we've seen her power, maybe? Yeah, she uh she got a she got a raw rub in this comic series. But anyway, she she has cyanic cyanic spider webs that come out of her back it looks like. Yeah, I guess so. I think you're right. And then so she she creates this kind of as a barrier so that Hulk will stop, but he 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 hits it. He he has stopped briefly, but he's able to tear through it. He doesn't really say anything. He doesn't say anything. And as Spider-Woman is trying to wake him up to figure out what's going on, Hulk bashes her in the head. She goes down for the count. The energy signature leaves the Hulk goes into Spider-Woman. She heads off to the Doom Claw uh, lens room and heads over to Claw's head, but she looks over and she is blinded by light. She was blinded by the light. Wrapped up like a deuce. <laughs> a loner. It's actually revved up like a deuce. I don't care what it is. But uh, yeah, it, does, it sounds like wrapped up like a douche. Yeah. And so Spider-Woman screams like a Spider-Woman would. She goes, <laughs> That's Spider-Woman's voice, says Captain America. I know, because it sounds like a spider in pain. It's either Spider-Woman or (laughs) Spider-Man. So the heroes converge. Uh, Looks like the only X-Man to join is Wolverine, but he doesn't really say anything. Ugh, putzers. And they head on over to... uh, Well, this is also the room where Captain Marvel is frozen, but she's now been unfrozen. They point up at a wall, and it says, You are summoned to the Tower of Doom at dusk tomorrow. And they're like... Who did that? Oh, uh, Spider Woman says she saw she she was knocked on she was she woke up just in time to see Doom reassemble Claw, uh, restore Captain Marvel with an afterthought, and then uh, with a giant typewriter typed this on the wall. Yes, oh, that was all true except for the typewriter. Massive typewriter because it's in like an aerial font and everything. <laughs> and so they're like, "What? What's Doom's tower?" And they look out the window, and things like, "Offhand, I'd say it's that thing over there, which is a giant three-mile-high, two-hundred-mile-high tower. That's pretty high." Not sure why Doctor Doom is hanging out with Claw. Well, uh, he never really says, but I guess you know he's just used to hanging out with him. 
I think he's bored. He's lonely. He needs a little lackey. He's very thankful that Claw was able to help him get Galactus's power, which allowed him to defeat the Beyonder. But if I'm Doom, I'm like, hey, I left you as like a lens machine. How did you reform yourself? No, Doom did it. Doom reformed I, him? That's what Spider-Woman saw Doom reassemble Claw. Oh, okay. So the power signature that flew in and attacked everybody was Doom? Man, you missed you missed an important panel. <laughs> I know what's going on here, but it's just it's if you if you're not paying like dead attention, if you there's one word balloon and if you don't read that word balloon, then yeah, you have no idea what's going on. Where's the but, word balloon? It's what Spider-Woman says. Uh, I don't know, Cap. I just woke up here just in time to see Doom. He came for Claw. I saw him reassemble Claw and take him away. He restored Captain Marvel too, like an afterthought. Yeah, I read all that. It's it's pretty it's pretty obvious after reading that what happened. Just saying. I don't know, Adam. <laughs> Because of what happens later. Oh, well, what happens later uh, has nothing to do with this light. Oh, well, that's super confusing then. Anyways, well... The, 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 light, the, the light was Doom. The thing that you're talking about is implied later. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, D D Claw is sitting at the, the feet of Doctor Doom, and Doctor Doom is gloating, as a Doctor Doom do. But Doctor Doom is tired, but he doesn't need to sleep, and he shouldn't sleep, because if he sleeps, a stray thought could destroy the universe. So he has to contain his power, and he needs to rest, but he cannot fall asleep. So this is why he needs Claw. He needs Claw to be here to make sure that Doom doesn't fall asleep. Right. I don't know why I didn't get Ultron. That nah, would make more sense. I mean, just stand here and poke me if I fall asleep. That's your only order. Do nothing Ultron but that. Ultron will do that. And so, meanwhile, in the village where Zaji lives, Colossus shows up uh, in silhouette with, look, with what looks like a head in his hand. <laughs> He's like, I have the head of Johnny Storm for you. <laughs> I love you. No, it's, okay. <laughs> it's a bouquet of flowers that he presents to Zaji. Zaji is happy, and Colossus professes his love to her. Where do you get those flowers? I don't know. One of the other patchworks. She cannot understand the words. Nonetheless, the essence is clear. She smiles as though seeing him for the first time. Another one? <laughs> I got men all over the place, she thinks. What a life. Uh, Wolverine, have you seen Colossus? It's almost time to leave. Everyone's gathering, says Nightcrawler. You ain't here, Nightcrawler. But I know where he went. <laughs> you, you mean to her? How can he so be so faithless to poor Katya? When do I ever call her Katya? <laughs> That's Colossus's words for her. I can understand a man following his heart, going with what he feels right, going with what feels right. There's no honor and lost in that, but can he see that this obsession of his is just a side effect of her healing power? And we finally come full circle. <laughs> yes, it's inconsistent, but I maintain that Johnny Storm and Colossus fell in love with her as a result of her power. Yes, Captain Marvel probably should have as well as Wasp. Or maybe it was not Captain Marvel, but just Wasp, but, but still. Well, and and Spider-Man. And Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man's way too faithful to Mary Jane. That there is no Mary Jane at this point. Fine to Gwen Stacy. No, Spider. Gwen Stacy's dead. This uh, right now. Right now, uh, Spider-Man is having liaisons with Black Cat. There you go. He's infrequent liaisons. He's and he's probably also Peter Parker's probably dating somebody else entirely. <laughs> he's loose, Jeremy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> 
Well, maybe the amount of power that she had to use on Colossus and Torch is what led to this love interest that they have in her. And Spider-Man only needed like a little bit of healing. I just think Wolverine is wrong. It wouldn't be the first time in this miniseries. Well, that's true. Somebody else said it earlier, though, that it might be a side effect of the power, but... Yeah, it was Colossus, but then he was like, no. Nah, that can't be. Anyways, everybody reconvenes. Um, Looks to me like it's a standard part of her patient care, says Wolverine. (laughs) Different culture. Who knows what love means to her? Probably not the same to him. Look at me. Looks to me like it's a standard part of her patient care. Yep. This is what you get when you go to Dr. Zashi. Love. (laughs) So, yeah, the heroes convene, uh, obviously, except for Colossus, and they're going to move out to Doom Tower. I guess they all had bad dreams. Uh, They get into a a new spaceship now, I guess. They fly up the 200 miles to the top of Doom Tower, and Claw meets them and brings them in to talk with Doom. Doom's got uh, some business to attend to. He resurrects... Kang. Guy? Kang. He resurrects Kang that he killed a long time ago. It's kind of funny because Kang finishes his thoughts from like issue two or whatever, and then he makes him go away. <laughs> yeah, so we're in the process of basically undoing all the damage that's been done during Secret Wars. And he says, Galactus, who I, who I left drifting helplessly in space, has already been found and aided by his herald, the female called Nova, which leaves you. Well, now I'm a little confused. I thought that the Beyonder destroyed the universe and pulled fragments of it together for this patchwork battle planet. No, he pulled fragments of other planets together, uh, but I don't think he destroyed the universe. Although he did do, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. I really feel like he showed up and just like destroyed everything. Like first there was everything and then there was nothing and then he made battle planets. Well, he destroyed an entire galaxy, but it when they I'm I flipped back and they say that that entire galaxy. You're right, you're right. So it's not this entire galaxy. Well, I don't know. No, I mean obviously he even if he did destroy the entire universe or omniverse or multiverse or whatever you want to call it, at the end of the series it would have all been restored and everything would be back to normal, but uh, no, you're, you're right. right. No. It, 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 you're you're right though. I mean, they they're the only star remaining in an entire galaxy. So there's a planet, a star, and then the, they're in the middle of uh, complete blackness. Well, and that's uh, the other, that's the thing that kind of confused me is like, okay, if they're in a different universe or galaxy and they destroyed that universe or galaxy uh, and pulled chunks of that galaxy together to create this patchwork planet, how is Denver here? Well, no, he the, the patchwork planet was stuff that he pulled from all over the place. It could be pulled from anywhere. Although I guess you could argue that it's like an alternate reality, uh, Denver. What I want to know is how uh, is Denver getting back? Well, if they're in an entirely different universe, I mean, what are they just going to fly to the next universe? We can explain it at the end, but okay. this comic book does not explain it at all. As far yeah, as- I pretty much think uh, Jim Shooter is uh, shooting from the hip at this point. He's like, damn it, I got one issue left to do. Oh, how many storylines did I start? Oh, let's just do this thing. So, yeah, they restore Kang, shoot him back to wherever Kang was going, and somebody's like, hey, where's Lockheed? Maybe we should find Lockheed. Well, Dr. Doom says, I can give you back whatever you desire. I can give you whatever you desire. And uh, that's when Nightcrawler says, maybe he can help us find Lockheed. That's a good idea, right? (laughs) 
Yeah. Have some have some imagination. Somebody says, why don't we ask him if we can get you home? And then Mr. Pendez is like, that's not necessary. I can get us home. <laughs> Captain America's like, hopes and desires. Man, I could go for some vanilla ice cream. Let it be done. Mad enough, Kitty's losing Colossus over this. She shouldn't have to lose her dragon, too. Captain America wonders what's wrong with Spider-Woman. Um, so Spider-Woman is still possessed with the... Uh, the yellow light from before got it so she's staring very intently at claw claws acting all goofy and insane and uh doom is like okay well nobody wants anything so goodbye uh leave now and if you come back i'm gonna kill you yep. utterly. uh and so captain america dares him <laughs> and so they leave 18 19 20 captain america's doing a head count and he's like well, whoa, whoa where's spider woman she's not here uh Back in Doom's, uh, Doom's very aura negates the professor's telepathic power, so she can't probe inside, but that must be where she is. So Captain America goes in to find her, and uh, here's some singing. Where the buffalo roam and the deer and the antelope play, yay, yay, yay. So apparently Claw is singing for Doctor Doom. Dr. Doom is now topless. Yeah, he took his shirt off. He's like... He took his boots off. He's just hanging out in his socks. <laughs> Captain America walks in and Doom's like, Whoa, C C Captain America! And he looks like he's reading a newspaper. Yeah. <laughs> Battle Planet Times, this just in. Doom all-powerful. <laughs> um, Spider-Woman, she's missing. I think she's in here. Can I, can I go look for her, maybe? Claw, go find her. Okay. He goes and he's looking for her. Captain America notes that there's a bunch of um, portraits of her mother. And he's like, are you going to go find your mother? Something like that. Uh, Claw gets captured by Spider-Woman and um, the the being, or, or I guess not, with the light from the before transfers into Claw and now... Spider-Woman is unconscious. Meanwhile, Captain America and uh, Dr. Doom are talking about his mother and Mephisto. And I guess Doom was like, ah, I'm kind of embarrassed hanging out without my shirt on. So I'm going to put my armor back on. Maybe that's why he wants to hang out with Claw is because <laughs> like he feels comfortable around Claw and he can take his shirt off, unwind a little bit. Now that Captain America's in here, I'm going to be all official. <laughs> and so, yeah, he's like, yep, I'm going to go get my mom, uh, her soul after that. Um... I, After that, I'm just not going to interfere with any of you uh, men or demons or anything like that. I'm going to go and be all cool. Conquest, Dominion, these are things that no longer hold meaning for me. Ruling this entire universe would bring me as much satisfaction, perhaps, as ruling a water droplet full of amoeba would bring you. So, yeah, Dr. Doom is just, I, I don't care about you. So beyond you. It was nice talking to you, but... I don't care about you, but I got one last thing that I need to do in your world, and that's get my mom, my mom's soul back. I gotta figure out how to do that. But uh, and then I'm done. I'm done with you. Captain America is like, well, all right, you, you still look pretty human to me, but whatever you say, Doom's like, I got to keep all my power held in check. Otherwise, you know, I, I could flick my finger inadvertently and I could destroy a solar system or wipe out an entire galactic civilization. So, you know, while I'm on this plane, I, I, I could kill everybody. So, and I don't want to do that. I'm out of here as soon as I get my mom. <laughs> 
That sounds like a stressful being in the Beyonder thing. No kidding. But I mean, it's the respectable thing for Doom to be like, like, hey, I'm too dangerous to be here. I got, I'm gonna go somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So Captain America finds Spider Woman. They head out. They fly away, and uh, they ask Professor to summon Colossus. They got to make some decisions. But Colossus and Zaji are underneath a tree making love or kissing or, or having had made love. I don't know. <laughs> well, Colossus is not wearing much. I'm gonna say that they did it. Yeah, why not? They're on a patchwork planet. Seems like everybody's going to die. They're on the grassy knoll on top of a butt. (laughs) Well, everybody does it on the butt. (laughs) So Colossus gets a psychic uh, uh, beckoning from the professor. But he's like, go away, professor. I just got done doing it. Want to do it again. Professor uses his top secret code red command, which... All of us X fans have heard so much about. <laughs> oh, that means I need to go back to Doom Base. Sorry, Zaji. I go, but I return, and then I will never leave you again. I am staying here forever. It's true. It's true. This I do. So they head back to Doom Base. They get uh, at a conference table. Captain America's laying out the plan. It's like, look. We don't have anything better to do. I feel like Doom's pretty unstable. Um, I'm not sure whether or not we should bother with him. He's still doing human stuff, even though he talks like he's supposed to be all beyond it. He fixed his face, which seems pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, I say we should go take him down. What does everybody else say? Everyone's like, yeah, I, yeah we'll do it. Woo! Uh, I think Professor X speaks for all of us X-Men. And then Storm says, Storm speaks for herself. But uh, I believe that our only choice is to resist Doom now. You said it, lady. I agree. Yes. Magneto also, I do do agree. Doom cannot be trusted with such power because I am power. Colossus is the last one to speak. And Captain America points out that we're not going to do it unless it's 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 a, uh, a unanimous vote. And Claus is like, well, I don't know, man. I, d- I just fell in love. I just got done doing it. You may be right, son. I'm not dead certain about any of this. That's why it must be a unanimous vote or we do nothing. <laughs> do you think you must agree? Don't think you must agree, then. The choice is yours. Keep in mind, mm-hmm. by the way, that if we do decide to confront Doom, it's possible that we might be annihilated by a uh, bolt of blue. Or a bolt from the blue. And Colossus, who I will point out now, is still in, in his human form, says, uh, mm, am I being selfish for wanting, for, for not really caring and just wanting to do my own thing? Cap says, only you know that, son. Forgive me, Jaji. I say yes, we fight. And then a full panel explosion of all the heroes getting shracked. They are annihilated on the spot by a bolt from the blue. Wow, that was prophetic. It sure was. <laughs> uh, number 12, home stretch, April 1985, December 25th, 1984, cover price of a dollar. We went up a quarter between issues. I think this oh, is like man. a double-sized final issue. Is it? I, I thought it might have been as well. It's thicker. This one's titled uh, Nothing to Fear. Oh, yep. It's 43 pages. Okay. After the Big Bang, the cover says, we get a very excited uh, kind of um, Jack Nicholson-esque face of Dr. Doom looking straight up with his hands in the classic I Am Power pose. So you think Jack Nicholson should have played uh, Dr. Doom in the Fantastic Four movie? Eh, not not Jack Nicholson of today, but maybe Jack Nicholson of about 
15 years ago. This is Jack Nicholson. I don't do Jack Nicholson. <laughs> that was bad. It was terrible. Let's never speak of that again. <laughs> Nothing to Fear opens up with a full-page spread of a, oh my gosh, shattered Captain America shield. And that's impossible because it's made of adamantium. And vibranium and various other sub uh, uh, materials. Everybody's dead. We get a whole rundown of all their names, which we already all know. They basically say, 21 lie dead here, so they are officially dead. Captions don't lie. Zaji is like, oh my god, I can help! But she, you know, they're dead, so she really can't do anything. She just looks. And back at Doom Tower, Claw's like, you did it! They're dead! Why? Why are they dead, aren't they? Dr. Doom is like, yep, I killed them. Which is now weird. I have to draw the power back in, contain it up, seal it within the depths of my being, because, you know, I am, uh, the universe is very fragile and I don't want to accidentally uh, do something. So, did Dr. Doom, do you think, get wind of Doc, of Captain America's plan? And he's like, oh, I don't want them attacking me, so I'm just going to kill them? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay, because that's, that's not really all that clear. Because the last we see of Doctor Doom, he's like, I have no concerns about you. Go about your business. Well, he was, you know, spying on them, and, and he was like, oh, you're going to attack me, are you? Oh, Bolt of Blue, that's a good idea. Zap. So then we flip our attention over to the suburb of Denver, which is under a force field flying through space. And it is Owen's plan, or the Molecule Man, to fly this suburb back to Earth and set it back in right where they left off. The, um, the, the, they're still in the same galaxy, though, because the sky is still black. Yeah. the uh, He's able to make some water, which is, like I guess, a creature comfort. And uh, this is where the Enchantress is able to conjure... A, Probably somebody that maybe Thor Avengers fans know, but it's a water elemental. What's her yeah, name? Yeah, she has control over the elements and is able to, I don't know, I guess create these four creatures from the elements and they help her out somehow. I don't really fully understand it. But uh, this water elemental is, is naked. Super naked. She gives us kind of a rundown of everything that happened, but the most important thing she does is kind of gives us a little bit of hindsight of the Beyonder. Um basically saying that in the Beyonder's realm, the Beyonder was everything and everything was the Beyonder. And he was content with that until he was able to, through a freak pinhole, which really isn't explained where that pinhole came from, see into our universe and what he saw intrigued him. Specifically, he was able to see Earth and he was able to see all these powerful people. And because of that, he wanted to do this Secret Wars thing. Because he was curious. Yeah, which I kind of like the whole, like, he was everything and everything was him and he was content. And then he saw something that was different and just, he was like a kid. Kid with all this power, just wanted to see what was going on. She also reveals that um, after this panel of her bending over the hot tub or the bathtub, which is pretty sexy. Oh, yeah. Her butt's hanging up in the air. Uh, she also reveals that the... On the next page, the Beyonder is not dead. He is close to Doom. He is too weak to act. He is hiding where Doom would never suspect, awaiting an opportunity, a moment of vulnerability. Uh, and she, yeah, she continues to go through the the bolt from the blue and uh, Claw hanging out and Doctor Doom with his little compass making plans. I don't know what plans he's making, but they involve a compass. He likes to draw. <laughs> I'm making a map. All the power <laughs> in the universe, and I'm making a map. I like to do things the old-fashioned way. Keeps me grounded. He's got to have hobbies, Jeremy. Yeah. So she's done. She's like, uh, all right, uh, get back in your water. Um, and now she looks scared. Uh, Enchantress does. Observing man 
notes that, oh, she looks scared. That's that's strange. In the next room, the lizard is freaking out. I want to be in the swamp. Lizard hates humans. Meh. Volcana comes out and he's like, oh, you poor baby. Let me take care of you. Dr. Octopus is like, oh, you, you sow. That <laughs> stupid lizard is stupid. I'm getting out of here. And he bursts out of the side of the apartment and they're all out. Uh, or, or, uh, Molecule Man shows up. He's like, hey, I can do anything I want to. Leave her alone. Uh, Dr. Doom says, do you even know where we are? It's going to take us like a, or Dr. Octopus says, uh, do you even know where we are? It's going to take us a, like a billion years to get home. How do you even know where we are? And uh, Molecule Man's like, well, I've been, I've been kind of working on that. And then we cut back to, well, I guess Enchantress is steals Volcana away with some suggestive, uh, looks like finger wagging. That's <laughs> like some hypnosis. Come, Volcana, you cannot resist me. Come. And they meet out in a little park, and uh, Chantress is like, remember that favor you uh, owe me because I, I transported you to your lover's side? Well, it's time for me to cash in my favor. I'm going to drain your life force which will kill you. Uh, and why is she going to do this again? Oh, so that she can return to Asgard and warn her people of Doom or the Beyonder, one of the two. Uh, Doom. Sure. Because she's worried that if Doom is still uh, willing to do stuff like rescue his mother from uh, Mephisto, could Asgard be that far away? Right. And it's her Asgardian duty to warn uh, the people of Asgard. You said duty. Odin. So, uh, Dr. Octopus is freaking out. Molecule Man's like, come on, I'm really smart. I've got this. Uh, I'll just do some space warps. Don't worry about this. I just need a little bit of practice. And look, I even brought back all the stars. And, and Dr. Octopus is like, no, you can't have done that. I don't like it. Uh. <laughs> this is scary and different. Dr. Doom starts hurling brick walls at Molecule Man who is able to bend the sidewalk over to cover him, and he's able to then make the road swallow Dr. Doom, which, honestly, if I'm Molecule Man, I just use the molecules in Dr. Octopus's little octopus arms just to tie him up and, like, really screw him up for a long time. But I think he did that already. Not in this issue. I feel like somebody tied Dr. Octopus up with his own arms at some point. Magneto did, but I'm, I'm talking about, like, oh, wrecking okay. them, like, bending them and, like, kind of just, like, oh, you got these little mechanical things? Well, no. Now they're now they're gone. Now they're wrecked. Yeah, that's true. But since it's the early 80s and nobody really wants to mess with the Marvel Universe, nothing changes. Well, I mean, you'd say that, like, that, that has changed. That's true. Now they, they make changes for a long time, but then they, they reverse them. Everything comes back. You're right. Uh, Lizard's like, oh, Volcana's gone. Woman, she was nice to me. Help her, help her. And that's uh, Dr. Uh, Molecule Man is able to zoom in just as the life force is about to come out of a very now large, swollen Volcana. I think it's just bad art. I think it's bad art. I think... You know, Mike Zek's like, I'm, I'm trying to make a, a fat, sexy woman. <laughs> and then and then he's drawing this perspective and he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll just make her fat. <laughs> no longer sexy. Because then in the next panel, like, oh, I'm fat, sexy again. Which is basically, as we said before, she's tall and has enormous boobs. But the rest of her is like super skinny and muscly. Right. Not fat. And so she, the Enchantress, teleports away, but apparently the lizard uh, jumps onto the teleport beam, and now they're... Uh, back on Battle World. Back on Battle World. Right outside of Doom Base, it looks like. So lizard and Enchantress are 
fighting. Um, Lizard scratches her face and she's all like, curse you, vermin. And she restores her face, but it takes a lot of power and she ends up draining um, Lizard. And it looks like she kills him. Tis done. May the dust of your rotting corpse curse the ground it touches. He's a smoldering mass of grossness. Yeah, you look at him, and, and he is definitely just a, a charred mass of body. So she, I guess, took enough power out of the lizard in order to transport to Asgard, which is what she does. What's inter- what's interesting here is uh, as he lays on the ground, uh, you don't see a tail, and you don't see a left arm. But you know, there's also smoke rising, which could very well be covering the arm, and there's a rock down there, which could very well be covering the tail. But still, interesting to note. Yeah, yeah. I think you're on to something there. <laughs> I might be. Uh, Dr. Doom accidentally falls asleep. Yeah, well, he nearly falls asleep. He's dozing. And, and Claw, with some evil-looking eyes and mouth now with light beaming out of it, is sneaking up on him. But then Dr. Doom wakes up and Claw's like, ah, he goes into a casual pose. Yep, just filing my nails. Got my head behind my hand. Nothing to see here. Yep. Dr. Doom is like, what? I nearly fell asleep. Uh, I told you not to let me fall asleep. Claw's like, did I do that? I'm so sorry. (laughs) Well, you know, I was thinking about, you know, when you were sleeping, like maybe you'd accidentally revive all the heroes. That could happen, right? I mean, it's not beyond your power. Our, our, is it? No. uh, Speak no more of them, Claw. They are dead. And I'm in full control of my power. I know what I have done and whom I have undone. Well... Let me just run a scenario by you if you've got some time. You know, it's boring up here, nothing really to watch on TV, so I can use my light power to, you know, I mean, imagine Zaji. She's up on the mountain, she sees her dead lover, and she flies a mountain or a dragon over there, and and uh, she finds her lover. She finds Colossus. He Right before, maybe this happened, I don't know, you don't know, but, uh, you know, he turned into his armor form right before the bomb burst, and, and so he's not quite as dead as everybody else, and Zaji's able to use her power to revive her, but but she dies in the process, and Colossus then, he you know, he gets up, he finds the smartest guy of the bunch, which happens to be Mr. Fantastic, and since, of course, you know, this could happen, he watched uh, Captain, Mr. Fantastic use the healing pod so often that he's able to use the healing pod on Mr. Fantastic, and then, you know, pfft, once Mr. Fantastic is awake, everything's over, because Mr. Fantastic can just revive everybody. I mean, that could happen, right? <laughs> Am I right? I mean, you, you could do that. Dr. And, uh... Dr. Doom looks pretty upset by this whole scenario. It's like, no, that couldn't happen, but now I'm terrified. Now that you mentioned it, maybe we should go check. And I bet you secretly wanted them to survive to rise from the ashes again, right? Right? Could that be a possibility? Hmm? You didn't didn't really want them dead. Uh, I don't don't know. uh, I'm really mad at you, so I'm going to throw a pot of water at you. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, Claw falls over in kind of a silly, insane pose. Do you know how hard it is to keep these powers inside? Stop trying to mess with my head. And uh, he's like, nope, 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 they're dead. Nothing, no other way about it, they're dead. But that's when Thor's hammer blasts through the inner sanctum of Doom Tower, and Claw is like, hmm, then again. The hammer of Thor, they live. It is true. It happened. I must let the power rise, destroy them again. But now he's having, Doom is having trouble controlling the power. It runs amok and it blows up a, another planet, maybe? I 
Not really sure. It blows something up. It, it looks like uh, maybe a, a small segment of Battle World. I he, I was barely able to rein in my power. My mind is churning. My thoughts are racing, making it difficult. You need to relax, calm down. Hey, I've got an idea. I'll destroy the heroes for you, says Claw. Just give me some of your power and I'll do it. And Doom's like, ah, that sounds like a good idea, actually. <laughs> the guy that just uh, tricked me into bringing everybody back alive, I could probably trust you to take care of them. Here, have some of my power. <laughs> well, he doesn't know he's being played. I know. But no, this is this is all, this. I kind of enjoy this whole little segment here. Especially with as goofy as Claws being. And so, yeah, uh, Dr. Doom is like, here is just an infinitesimal bit of my power, but it's more than enough to destroy 10,000 suns. So you go get them while I try to compose myself. Meanwhile, outside, everyone attack and all the heroes and are back alive. Captain America's shield is still destroyed. But everybody, the X-Men, Spider-Woman, Spider-Man, Fantastic War, they're all there. They're bounding in for the attack when a giant, kooky-looking, three-eyed gorilla who's pink appears. Now everybody's running, but Storm is carrying the professor. Why isn't the professor running? Well, you know, he's he just got back the power to walk. <laughs> Legs are sore. He's like, I'm the leader. I don't walk. Uh, Storm, uh, mind wipe, carry me. <laughs> okay. So they head out, and they're like, oh my god, what is that? And Claw is like, oh my gosh, it's wonderful. Instead of just sound image, I can create real things. I'll make an army of weird creatures, but first, I'll resurrect Ultron. Ultron, you're the general. You go get them. Ultron needs no army, but you get an army anyway, and we get a full page, page spread. Two pages. Which to me, a two-page spread, which to me is saying like, Oh, we got to fill some pages. <laughs> yep. It's not even that great. You get a big close-up of Captain America's butt. <laughs> um, some weird creatures. Uh, the hero's not really doing anything all that exciting. Wolverine is doing some weird twist thing. Storm is flying around. She's got some energy in her hands. She's not really doing anything. Colossus is being lifted up by a green optic blasting creature. Rogue, she's just flying around. Looks like she's about to punch somebody in the stomach. That's about it. And then uh, the thing is battling some sort of blue creature, and he starts to turn back into Ben Grimm, and he's like, oh, no, I can't let this happen. And then he manages to stop it, and he turns back to the thing, and he's it's like, I, I did it. I, I figured out how to control this shifting back and forth, and... He starts to cry because he's so happy. Lordy, look at me. I'm crying like a baby. She-Hulk's like, I don't know what to say. Just keep clobbering, lady. Hulk punches Ultron a whole bunch. Ultron shoots Hulk in the leg. And he breaks his leg, apparently. Yeah, actually, you're right. It does. Uh, Iron Man, Wolverine, and Spider-Woman are eventually... Well, they, they try to take on Ultron, but Ultron blasts them away. Not with a vaporizing ray, because he says he'll use that next. <laughs> First, I'll use my stun ray. Now I'm going to use my vaporize ray. Oops, I missed, and now I'm cut up into a whole bunch of pieces. Turns out that the wasp... Uh took the opportunity to take the damage that the Hulk caused and went inside of Ultron and pulled out a bunch of wires. 
I unscrewed all of his little bolts, and now he's in a bunch of pieces. He's done. Right, right, right. We get another full page spread, this time just one page. Uh, it's different inking style. This must have multiple inkers. Well, what's interesting, before you go there, is like, we just revived Ultron. Ultron fell into a bunch of pieces, and then a giant pink dinosaur tries to step on the heroes, but it looks like steps on and smashes Ultron. Oh, yeah. So... <laughs> But yes, then we get a very interestingly drawn and inked page. Hey, there's no pink foot on this page. There's not, but it's a different set of heroes that we're looking at, too. Um, and one of them looks like the Hulk. I know. So, like, Captain America, I like how he's drawn. Claw's pretty good. The Cyclops is good. Cyclops is okay. He's a bit in the distance, so it's a little difficult to make out the detail. But, yeah, you got this Hulk creature, which is like, why would you put him here? That doesn't make any sense. Well, why would you color him green? Yeah, and make him with giant teeth and darker green hair. You know, why don't you make this creature purple or something? Exactly. <laughs> well, as, the, as the, the fighting goes on, Captain America is able to sneak past the creatures and is able to knock out Claw and get inside. But it turns out that Claw was just playing possum. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Do, or, uh, Captain America runs in with his broken shield and he's like, Doom! Captain America... Or, Doom is drinking some wine. He's like, ah, I figured if anybody would make it through, it would be you. And he uh, threatens to destroy the captain, but then the captain comes after him, and then he does destroy the captain with a krakoom. Die, Avenger! He's atomized, atomized, gone forever. It is finished over. Now I must calm the raging storm in my soul, otherwise... Something might cause the unthinkable, and then Captain America reappears, and he's like, no, crap. You must die and stay dead. Die. He obliterates him again, but Captain America shows up again. No, 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 says Dr. Doom. Claw's in the background laughing. Perfect. He, he, he. And uh, finally, Captain America is able to get the jump on Dr. Doom, who is now losing control of the power. He fell over without Captain America even touching him. Uh, I think Doom Tower is having some problems. A bunch of powers being emitted from it. Captain America's like, Doom, listen to me. You're t losing touch with reality. You need an anchor. Let me help you. He holds out his hand. Doom is reaching out for him. Claw's like, apparently this is what Claw wants. Yeah, this is like, this is the right time. And uh, the the Beyonder now leaves Claw's body and absorbs all of... Um, Doom's Beyonder powers. I think what was about to happen maybe is was the power going to transfer from Doom to Captain America or is it just being let loose? Well, I think what Captain America said was that he would act as an anchor and help Doom keep the power within him. So maybe, I don't know, it could have could have been that the power would have transferred to Captain America or it could have uh, transferred back to Doom and he'd be okay. Or I suppose the universe could have destroyed hmm. any possibility. All these things could have happened. Well, the Beyonder shows up, sucks back in his power, and uh, turns into like little, little tiny black blotchy Beyonder and uh, grabs Dr. Doom, is about ready to transport Dr. Doom somewhere when Claw's like, no, my master, he saved me. I need to be with my master. Oh, and his face has probably been restored to young ugliness oh no 
So he jumps in. Ugliness. <laughs> so he jumps into the Beyonder transporter ray, and they are gone. And the heroes, uh, they uh, regroup, and all the the the, the uh, monsters disappeared. So they go and have a funeral for Jaji because I guess somebody built her a, a tombstone and buried her while they were doing all this. Not sure where her people are. Maybe they were. Maybe they missed the original funeral. This is just weird. This is. Don't they have a graveyard? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This whole thing gets a little confusing to me. But they head back to Doom Base, and uh, they they they. It's time for some R and R. So Peter Parker eats some some eggplanty looking food, and he goes back to the costume generating room where the X Men are uh, trying on. Well, everybody who's in here is trying on some new costume. And this is, I believe, the point where Jim Shooter has read all of the issues that came out at the same time uh, Secret Wars number one came out, and is like, I need to tie some threads. So he puts the professor into this this swanky yellow X-Men uniform. Uh, Wasp looks like she gets a new costume. Yeah, Storm gets a new costume. Uh, Rogue gets a slightly altered costume. And uh, Spider-Man's like, hey, that's weird. They're using a different machine than I used. I wonder why that is. Hey, or hey, guys and gals. (laughs) (laughs) Do your new dudes do tricks? I mean, like, you know, respond to your thoughts? And then Johnny Storm says, no, they're just uh, just clothes. Huh. Then why do mine? Oh, well. <laughs> uh, Mr. Fantastic puts together a crutch and cast system for the Hulk. I'm not uh, sure why the Hulk's cast looks like a gun. Well, that's or, his... Or a jackhammer. Yeah, that's his crutch. It looks like a jackhammer. I'm assuming that the issue of Hulk that appears uh, next... Features Hulk in a cast and or a, a crutch and leg brace, and he's he's definitely not got Bruce Banner's mind anymore. Uh, Hawkeye is trying to talk with him, but Hulk's like, "Out of my way, Hawkeye, and shut up!" <laughs> oh man, he's never been like that before. Uh oh, he's gonna lose it. And if he does, God help us all. I better make some arrows, some extra heavy ones, because I'm Hawkeye. That's what I do. I still got that arrow that I made for Galactus, because <laughs> that was gonna work. And so a man, a one-armed man, enters the base, and everyone's like, who's that? And uh, Spider-Man jumps in, he's like, that's Dr. Kurt Connors! Oh my god, you used to be the lizard, but now you're Kurt Connors, amazing! I woke up lying in a crater a few miles from here, I don't remember how I got there, but I know the lizard persona was somehow sucked out of me, it's gone. I saw this fortress, and I walked this way, and all these doors just kind of opened for me, as if sensing that I wanted to go this way. Wow, that's strange. But uh, anyway, I'm glad you're here and okay, Doc. It is good that Dr. Connors found us before we departed this world forever. How horrible it would be to be stranded here. That reminds me, I wish Kitty's dragon would return. I'm obsessed with this dragon. Look, look there! The professor says, Lockheed! Spider-Man says, With another dragon right behind (laughs) him! Which, uh, spoilers, ties directly into the next issue of the X-Men, which we'll finally be reading. (laughs) Lockheed, where you been? We've been worried about you, fellow. What the hell was the point of bringing Lockheed in this story at all? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Anyways. Yeah, he wasn't in the previous issue. And I don't know, maybe Chris Claremont was like... I'm going to do something with Lockheed. Can you throw Lockheed into the story? Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that next next episode. 
Whatever, whatever he's been up to looks like he managed to find some R&R with a local chippy. <laughs> There's that word again, chippy. Chicks, you know. Chicks and chippies. Reed Richards postulates that everybody is getting their immediate wishes because of some sort of energy residue from the last battle. Yeah, I would say like the last battle, maybe a little bit of the Beyonder's power permeated into the planet. And so these things that are conveniently happening for everybody um, is is basically the power of the planet. It's the power of Jim Shooter. Yeah. This is how we restore continuity. You can have whatever you want. Let's see it. Checking things off. Captain America's shield is normal. Need to fix that. Okay. <laughs> Lockheed and a dragon fighting. Uh, okay. We'll get to that in a moment. So um, so Captain America then goes off after hearing this goes to his uh, goes to a private room where he has collected all of the bits and pieces of his shield and uh, imagines it back together and dun 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 dun. It's back together. It's back together. Shield restored. So Reed Richards is like, well, here's what we're going to do. Everyone's going to kind of go back to where they were. Some of you, uh, I could, I figured out how to transport you. Some of you will go back to Central Park. Some of you will go wherever you want to if you think about it hard enough. So keep that in mind as we keep story yeah. continuity going. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he beams up first. He beams up Hulk and Magneto and Spider-Man and... Uh, Spider-Woman, and who's the guy there? I don't know who that guy is. Kurt Connors. Oh, Kurt Connors, okay. And uh, so they, they teleport. Now it's the X-Men's turn, and Colossus is like, I stay here. I stay here with Zaji's dead body. I is so in love. And Colossus is like, um, you know, everybody dies. Uh, mind wipe, get over here. <laughs> right. So, okay, Professor, I come with you. So he... he Reed hits the teleport button, but something goes wrong. Something goes amok. Something's weird. What's going on? Uh -oh. That other dragon, Reed, just as he pressed the button, it entered the force field. Shazacked. Yeah, oh, that didn't look good. Yeah, I what? hope it doesn't cause problems with their rematerialization back on Earth, says plot handling device dialogue. <laughs> yes, as parlayed by Reed Richards. Well, the Avengers are next, uh, but She-Hulk's like, okay, well, I'll see you later. I'm going to go with the Fantastic Four because uh, Ben Grimm is not going to be a member of the Fantastic Four. Uh, I'm going to replace him. We probably should have asked you, Reed, since you are the leader, but we've just made this decision. Hey, and I'm staying on the uh, on the planet. I like being able to transform back and forth, so uh, I'm going to stay here. Uh, it's kind of cool. Seems kind of weird because, you know, nobody's going to be here. You're going to be here all by yourself. I'm sure I'll have amazing adventures. Uh, all right. Well, all right. Avengers, assemble or something. They zoom back. And it's now it's just the Fantastic Four with uh, Ben Grimm. They, they say their goodbyes. Uh, ben Grimm is like, yeah, it's going to be lonely, but I can transform back and forth. This is all I wanted. So uh, I'm going to go uh, on a mountain and uh, ponder. If only I could tell him what I suspect about his transformations, but it's the kind of thing that might shatter a man, even a strong man like Ben. No matter to say, uh, no better to say nothing and hope he slowly discovers the truth for himself or hides from it forever. It, the Reed Richards thinks to himself all this, and this is like something that Reed Richards does over and over again, and it never turns out well. <laughs> so, I mean, the thing that he doesn't want to tell Ben is that he's just getting his wish and desires because he's on the planet. Well, 
I'm not entirely sure. There is an epilogue for this in the in the omnibus that says it has something to do with Ben's love for Alicia Masters somehow prevents him from being able to transform back to his human form. I don't fully understand that. I suppose you have to read the Fantastic Four to understand that. But, is, uh, is Alicia Masters uh, still human? Because doesn't she turn into a rocky girl at some point? Oh, I don't know, actually. Maybe. Well, there, Ben Grimm gets a rocky girlfriend, and I thought it was Alicia well, Masters. That's, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, not, that's no, not Alicia Masters. It's, that's Sharon Friedlander or something like that. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Anyways. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, I guess Ben goes off to have adventures, apparently. Yeah. So there you go, everybody. Uh, Secret Wars. Yeah. Secret Wars. Secret Wars. Honestly, um, I I could have just done without all of that. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was not as bad as I thought it was going to be. It was pretty bad, though. It wasn't. I, I don't know. I liked it. Uh, it was pretty bad. <laughs> I liked it. That's all I can say. You know, like I want to be like, oh, well, the X Men's role was, you know, cliche. You know, that's all I can say about it. Is like Jim Shooter's like, I need to do something with the X Men. What do the X Men do? Uh, they do this. Okay. Well, okay, I agree with you that as a story involving characters that had uh greater histories and uh details than this story led them. In that sense, it was pretty terrible. Um, yeah, everybody was one-dimensional, but I liked. I, I liked the. I, I, I don't know. I guess I like. I like the idea of bringing all the heroes together. It could have been executed a little better if you had better characterizations. But uh, overall, it was you know typical Marvel story, and it was fun. And I liked uh, the the Doom power. Like I got all this power, but I don't know how to use it, and I don't know how to control it. So that that sucks. I like that piece. Um, Didn't always make sense, you no. know, but that's pretty typical of Marvel at this point. So the villains, I think we skipped over this part, but Molecule Man transported all the villains back to the nearest place, which I think, or wait a minute, was it just Enchantress and the Lizard that were teleported back to Battleworld? Yeah. The idea, so, okay, so Owen off panel or maybe in one of the other comics is able to drive Denver back to Earth. Right. He basically says to Dr. Octopus at some point that we must have skipped over, uh, I'm I'm almost there. I've pretty much got this figured out. Just give me some more time. And that's when Doc Op fr- freaks out. And yeah. He's like, no, you're stupid and I'm cool. And Well, it's just in- interesting that like in the pages of Secret Wars, all the heroes kind of got like, this is how you return and this is how you return, but we're kind of left to guess how the villains return unless maybe that's... Well, yeah, it, it probably makes sense because I doubt the villains not having their own comic books we don't get to see them, we don't know like, they, they probably show up in other people's comic books, except for Enchantress, I'm sure she probably showed up immediately in the pages of Thor Well, right, but she, she gets her own little like and then she took Lizard's power and returned to Asgard, like we didn't see, like, Owen was able to get Denver back to Earth. And then, you know, a panel of, like, Denver landing and then off back to the heroes. So maybe that's right. covered in a different comic book, but what, I would guess, and I could be wrong about this, that uh, some of these villains show up in the pages of other comic books characters. They probably don't all show up at once. And every time they show up, uh, maybe there's a mention of, hey... Remember Secret Wars? Yeah, I got back. And then they fight. Yeah. That's my guess. I also feel like, and and maybe, I don't know if we're going to remember, because this is all, everything we read happens between two issues, or essentially two months of the Marvel Universe. But it took... Mm, 12 months. 
Well, no, but what I'm saying is that between issues 180 and 181 of X-Men, or 181 and 182, whatever, this oh. all happens. Yes, right, right. the story took 12 months to, to tell and to publish. Well, that was that's what makes it interesting for me is that, like, uh, Secret Wars comes out and then the next issue of X-Men comes out and they're back. And so, so issue one and issue 181 are simultaneous. Issue two and 182 are simultaneous. So it's kind of neat that they all come back from Secret Wars and Spider-Man has his black suit and you're like, how did he get that black suit? What's going on? Yeah, but I also think that you would get a little weary of that if you're like, into X-Men or Spider-Man or Fantastic Four and okay fine they come back and things are different like things not here but She-Hulk's here how did this happen I don't understand and then you get to read through all of that in Secret Wars but I feel like you'd get fatigued after a while because you don't find out about the whole thing She-Hulk thing until month 12 that's like it's it's yeah it's true. Oh, two new arcs have already happened in Fantastic Four so by the time you get to there you're like what I, who I don't care Oh, the major things that happened in, in the, for the X-Men were just the Colossus thing, so. Yeah, that's true. Anyways, what uh, what fun facts do you have about uh, Secret Wars for us? Uh, not too much. Um, just that uh, I've got the cover pencils of number one um, by Mike Zeck. It is the exact same cover, except that Kitty Pride is on the cover. Oh, interesting. I guess originally she was supposed to be in the series. And in fact, I have uh, the, the he does. There are pencils of the, almost the whole first issue. And she is throughout the first issue. Um so, yeah, so she was either erased or were these pages all... Do- yeah, you can definitely see on one of the pages, Kitty Pride is in the foreground by Cyclops. Yep. Usually with Lockheed. It looks like it was redrew... Nope, that's just a two-page spread. Yeah. Um, I have a question about the toys, Adam. Okay. The toys... And I never... Like I said, I had the, the battle thing, the, the little battle base with Kang and... and uh, Spider-Man. So I didn't ever have like the individual action figures. Uh, and as a matter of fact, as you go through the list of these, you got like Baron Zemo, Hobgoblin, Falcon, Daredevil, like characters that weren't <laughs> in the comic, but were represented in action figure form. But right. but they all had like a, a card or carded figure and they all had a shield and the shield was like a hologram thing. Right. What the hell is that? Uh, there was this weird storyline thing that is like uh, everybody had a secret hologram thing that you have to, if you put their little hologram thing inside of the shield and you turn the shield a certain way, you see the a different picture. And that has, I guess you're supposed to build stories based on that. I don't know. Toys. <laughs> I get it, but it just seems like, hey, we're going to do this thing called soup. Secret Wars, or we're going to use your super or superheroes. So we're going to do Secret Wars action figures, and you do a story, and then let's never talk again. <laughs> or here are the characters we'd like to use because these Shield things, you'd think that maybe they would have featured them in the comic somehow because they're every everybody has one. Well, I I think maybe the uh, toy and the the comic just kind of parted ways after the initial concept. Oh, I believe that. I believe that wholeheartedly. And then there's like a whole well, bunch of if like you, if if you look at well, I guess I guess there's a series one and a series two because I'm I'm looking at the artwork for the black costume Spider-Man and it has uh has those panels where Spider-Man gets his black costume. So so this didn't come out until issue seven or eight or whatever it was. So it turns. Uh, I don't know if your omnibus has this, but my omnibus has like vehicles and play sets. Yeah, mine does too. 
It's it's got a whole big uh, section on the toys. The the Tower of Doom, which came with Kang and Spider Man for some reason. No, 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 that's Captain America and and Doctor Doom. I guess I don't know what place that I had because I thought it was this Tower of Doom, but. There's the Tower of Doom, and then there's the Freedom Fighter playset? I don't know. Came with Spider-Man and King. Oh, let's see. Freedom Fighter playset. I can't tell. It's too, oh, it looks like Captain America and somebody else. Um, Spider-Man and King. I'm not seeing them in my... Are you sure it was supposed to come with Spider-Man and King, and you just didn't get the... like? Somebody threw in Spider-Man and King. It's altogether possible. This was KB Toys and the thing was like $7. So it could have been an open item that they just crammed a bunch of crap in. I don't know. I don't remember. I'll have to Google it sometime, but I probably won't. There's a Freedom Fighter playset, a Tower of Doom playset, a Doom Roller, a Doom Star, Star Glider with Kang, a Star Dart Glider with Spider-Man black costume. So maybe it was the two gliders. I didn't have any gliders. Because the Doom Star Glider comes with Kang, and the Star Dart Glider comes with Spider-Man in the black costume. Yeah, I see that. Doomcopter, Turbocopter, Doom Cycle, Turbo Cycle. Cycle. I don't know. Maybe I'm maybe I'm just high. I wish I was high. <laughs> <laughs> series one, series two, foreign releases, two and three packs. You're right. All these vehicles and playsets on the Wikipedia match what's in this omnibus. But I know what I had. <laughs> I believe you. Okay. As long as you as long as somebody believes me. Anything else? Any other fun and interesting facts from the Secret Wars? Maybe it's the Secret Wars two. Was there a Secret Wars two line of fig- action figures? I don't think there I was a line of action figures. I don't think there was either. I know that this these comics sold so well that I I think everybody universally agreed two things. One, uh, Secret Wars kind of sucked. And two, but it sold like crazy. And that this was the beginning of having these crossovers pretty much every year from here until the end of time. Yeah, yeah. Because they just sell like madness. Ah, all right. So... What is it? We got 12 more issues before uh, Secret Wars 2 starts. Well, Secret Wars 2 will be interesting because uh, it does not take place between two issues. But it basically, it it wraps up the... it's, it's interestingly done because it wraps up the entire Marvel Universe into this storyline. They're kind of like doing their own thing, but whatever happens in like Secret Wars 2 number 3 affects all the issues that month. Which is okay. kind of a neat idea, uh, but we don't have to cover like all of the other stuff because the X-Men are only featured in the X-Men. And we could probably do the Secret Wars too as kind of like the, the bookend like we used to do with classic X-Men. Because they're kind of all over the place and I want to see they're, they're pretty Spider-Man and Avengers heavy and really not all that X-Men heavy. Groovy. So, there you go. There you go. Anything else to add to this one, Adam? Nah. Oh, my God. Well, then, until next time, uh, this is Jeremy. This is Adam. And the Danger Room and Battle World are closed. And Doombase? Doombase is closed. And Galactus's living world ship? Has been devoured. Adventure in amazing fantasies on a watership down, surrounded by enemies. A team titan fighting secret wars, where God loves a man, kills him, life endures. The last hunt of a phoenix saga The return of a dark night in positive karma I, I love the words, the pictures The voice that speaks to